This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast. And today's episode, I am here with a close, dear friend of mine. You guys know him as Right Hand Dan. And we are going to give a Better Wealth update. And one of the things when I talked about just on Monday, how I want to be really intentional about sharing the journey, documenting the journey, because what we're, we're like, we're literally on a mission to change Wall Street, change the way that people view their money, change the way that people think about saving and think about their life. And we're just learning a ton. I mean, I joke with some people, but I, I'd say that my next book could be on how not to write a book. We've learned so much. And one of my commitments to you is to document, for better or worse, where we are as a company. And I want to do that. And I, I want to bring in Dan uh, because he's been a really big part of where we're going as a company. He's been a really big part, as I share with you guys, saying no to good opportunities to say yes to great and to focus on things that when we'll kind of introduce to you this idea of rocks in your life. Um, so I want to, I want to just tee him up, but, but I also just want to like take a, a, just reflect back on where we're at. And both Dan and I are really intense, competitive people. And so sometimes it's hard to like look back on, you know, successes that we've had, but it's been a really fun journey. We're actually moving into a really cool house in Denver. And it's just cool to think about like we've been here for over almost a year. And just how many friendships, how many things have happened with the company We're we have seven people on our team, we have clients in over 31 states, we have a blueprint, we're we now have someone can go to betterwealthpodcast.com to start reaching out to us and tell us how we can make the show better. And we're like not only growing as a company, but we're just learning from a lot of our mistakes. And my hope is to not just give an update, but to be extremely valuable because there's a lot of people running their own business on here. And if you can learn from our mistakes, uh, that would be awesome. And we don't even get paid for that. So uh, without further ado, I want to just tee, tee this conversation up with this. I have a dear friend of mine, Pete Vargas, went to a group of his and he really spoke into my life and spoke into my business. And he just was like, Caleb, like you... You've got to focus on the wildly important. You have to say no to certain things. You've got to like get out of sales. Like you guys, I love meeting with people, but for us to get to the next level, for us actually to 10X our business, I cannot be spending a lot of time meeting a lot of people face-to-face. We need to start building a team, start building Better Wealth Coaches. And that's part of the reason why we've spent time with uh, the blueprint. But one of the things that Pete said in his, I, I was with him one-on-one, but I recorded it so that my team could listen to it, is he, he, talks, he talked about something called from a book called Traction, called EOS. And EOS stands for Entrepreneur Operating System. And I'm telling you, you guys, that him mentioning that, Dan, when, when listening to that, and you listened to that a couple times, took that to heart. And I've never seen someone so obsessively tear apart books. And we as a company have literally implemented this system and it is going to change the game in our life. It's going to make this, this whole idea of hiring unemotional. It's going to help us figure out what our priorities are and it's going to help us. It's going to help me get out of the way of actually growing this company. And so, uh, hopefully I didn't steal all your thunder, <laughs> but uh, we, so yeah, I just want, I want to hear, I want you to break down where we are as a company. Cause we've, we've had a couple um, big meetings. It's really changed the directory of where we're going 
And I've just been so incredibly grateful and blessed on how you've really taken this. And you're, I mean, you're pretty much going to lead and build this company, which <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about. <laughs> Me too. You know, it's, it, we always talked about wanting to build a billion dollar company and me always going, you know, Caleb's a visionary and I'm thinking in my head, like, how in the world are we actually going to build a billion dollar company? Like, neither of us have done that before. And so I was searching for for different things. I was reaching out to different people that have built big businesses, have done, you know, things have had huge staff. And one of the first books that I read was um, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harish. It's a classic, but it's it's much like a lot of books. I have a stack of over 20 books on leadership and you know stuff like that that's on my desk right now. And a lot of them are just theory and mm. they don't actually help you implement these things. It's just like, you know, here's here's what people have done, but there's no like step by step process to actually implement that. And so ironically, after that that meeting with Pete Vargas, you know, Caleb came up to me. He's like, Hey, I've got this book for you and it's called traction. And Oh, by the way, I haven't read it. You know, I have it, but I, ha- I haven't read it. And the reason the book is called traction. And I, I think, you know, Gino Wickman's brilliant here on the back. He says, do you have a grip on your business or does your business have a grip on you? Mm. And, you know, for the longest time we've been saying really like the last six to eight months, we've been treading water because we've we've kind of been all over the place. We're doing all sorts of cool stuff. There's a lot of shiny opportunities that are coming up. And especially, you know, just with Caleb's personality and his connections and all the things that are going on, you know, we're going in 14, 15 different directions. And, you know, the book really opens up with this idea of, you know, the sun has billions of watts of energy. Mm-hmm. And if you go outside, the worst thing that'll happen is you'll get a sunburn. Yeah. And But if you take a few watts of energy and you focus them into a laser beam, you can cut diamonds. Wow. And it's, it's this whole idea of, you know, is once you get everybody rowing in the right direction, you can go amazing places. And so the, the EOS process is really broken down into six parts. It's vision, people, data, issues, processes, and the last piece, traction. Yeah. And the first part that I think was really resonant with us was this idea of like treating the business like it's its own entity, mm. like it's its own living beast and being able like building it in a, such a way that any one person could leave and mm-hmm. it would continue to operate. And that's that's something that, you know, us just grinding this thing out for years now, that was something I was like, man, that makes a ton of sense. You know, we have to we have to think differently and, and think about the business outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, if you break it down, it's essentially like simplifying the business, getting really clear on who you are, why you are, what you are, and what value you're bringing to the world. And again, like simplify, simplify, simplify. Even when you think you have it simplified, take it a step further. Right. You know, then delegating. And it's really delegate and elevate. And that's a hard piece for entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's r- because a lot of entrepreneurs are building their business around their passion. And they're, they're their own biggest problem. Yeah. I, I said this to the team, and I, I kind of don't mean it, but I do. I was like, listen, if I get hit by a bus, I want you guys to at least be sad for two days. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're on a mission bigger than me. And I'm serious, you guys. Like, we, we're right now at a – we're vulnerable. I think we would be fine. I think it would be tr- tricky. But give us a couple months. Any one of us could get knocked out. And, yes, my hope is that you guys will be sad. Um, <laughs> But it, it should impact our ability to to actually serve people. Absolutely. So we've got simplify, delegate, then it's predict. And that's, you know, short term and long term. For, for quite a while now, we've 
just kind of like the roller coaster of of having a startup. You know, income is a roller coaster. <laughs> emotions are a roller coaster. But it's like the best time you know of our lives is is building this, and that's a, that idea of like actually taking a step back and working on the business, not yeah. in the business, and actually being able to predict of you know six months from now where are we going to be, where do we want to be, and how are we going to get there. Uh, and then it's systematized. That's something I'm really big on is, you know, the operational piece, systematizing things, automating things, uh, and then structure, you know, actually building the right structure to be able to scale, be able mm. to do all these things that we want to do. And so those things, again, are simplify, delegate, predict, systematize, and structure. All of those things are really important and everybody on the leadership team needs to exemplify those things. And so I want to I want to break down those six components of EOS. Okay. The first one is vision, which we don't lack vision in this company. If, <laughs> if any of you know Caleb, there, there's no lack of vision. And I have about 14 ideas a day, and 13 <laughs> of them are pretty bad. But one one once in a while can be pretty awesome. <laughs> and the idea of vision is essentially you know going shooting out what's what's your 10 year goal, as Pete Vargas would say, what's your BHAG, your big hairy audacious goal. And we decided to break that down and, and put it in a five-year goal, essentially. And we want to insure a million people by 2025. That That is audacious. And when we do that, it's going to change the world. That's our five-year goal. And then everything else comes down from that. What is our three-year goal? What is our one-year goal? We, we really decided, you know, in, in the book, Gino says that nobody's implemented this faster than six months. And we started this on October 1st. And my goal is to have everybody in the company, you know, 100% on board with this and understanding it at a high level by the end of the year. And so we we really even took a laser focus and decided, you know what, we'll figure out our three-year and our one-year goals at the end of the year. But we're really looking at what's the next 90 days look like and how are we going to set ourselves up to really succeed in 2020. Mm-hmm. And but the, the big piece of vision is getting a, a clear understanding of your core values, of your purpose, of your niche, of your, your target market, of your three uniques, and a guarantee if you want one. You know, for us, our, our core values, we, we got the whole team together. We, you know, we spent a whole day fleshing this out. And we came up with our, our core values of better wealth are being innovative, driven, committed, authentic, healthy, and having a heart of service. Hmm. Our team really exemplifies all of those things, and the people that we work with exemplify those things. And it's incredible when you're working with people that have similar core values. Right, and I mean, we could we could have a whole episode that breaks down the idea of core values. But what we essentially the exercise that we did was we looked at people in the organization that we wanted to clone. What do they do? What kind of things do they do? And so we had the team just like, okay, what are those characteristics? We probably started with 30 or 40 and then whittled it down to, you know, six. And then we actually have a definition for that. But why is the core value so important? Because I don't know about you. And if you're an entrepreneur listening to this or a business owner, there's a good chance that you've probably had hired people or have people on the team that you don't know why, but they're just not a good fit. And a lot of times they might not, well, quite frankly, you guys don't even live by your core values. So you guys might not even like know what those are, not be aware of it. Like we didn't, we didn't even know what this was, but, but then it's like, man, once you put that out, out there, there's a lot of people that if they're not driven or they're not, they don't have a a servant heart, they're probably not going to be a good fit at our place. So it was just a really good for hiring going forward, but then also reflecting on who's on our team. That's been a really key, key fit. 
Yeah, I think the, the easiest way to break that down is there's people in your life you really enjoy being with that energize you and you, you love being around. And there's people in your life that you don't enjoy being around and, you know, take your energy. And how cool would it be if you could build an entire company of people that, you know, rally around you and you love being around and energize you. Um, it, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, our purpose is take back control. Do you want to flesh that out? Yeah, I mean... We are really big, and this is, we'll actually end with this and we'll have a part two because there's a lot more to come. This is so good. I, I don't know how we're going to le- release this, but we'll have a part two. But he, here's, we got really clear as a company that our purpose for someone, like the reason why we exist is to help people take back control. And and part of the team was like, okay, Caleb, aren't, don't we specialize in and life insurance and shouldn't we like help people take back control of their money or be more efficient but at the end of the day all those things that we do our four-step process of having clarity being efficient setting up your policy showing you how to use it it's all based around this idea of helping you take back control over your life and if you don't have clarity on what you want to do and you're letting someone else control that like you're broken and we want to show you like how you can start taking control of your mindset. And our whole purpose as a company, this is something that we'll never fully be able to accomplish on earth. But like, how do we help people at scale take back control and start owning the things in their life? And that's really been a really, really key element and is in everything that we do and in, in our marketing, in our, our development of, of team, in the things that we say yes to. It's like, man, I'm on this podcast. We're doing this episode right now because we want people to seek control. Any final thoughts? If you want to scale your business, if you want a better grip on your business, you need to be following the EOS process. So in part two, we will break down more because the people I want to actually spend time on the people analyzer because I really think that's going to be key. That was a that was probably the biggest aha moment for me. So in the meantime, go to betterwealthpodcast.com and I'm putting Dan on the spot. But if you want if you want these notes or an outline, I'll reach out to us. You can click the button, uh, reach out to Caleb and you can we'll, we'll send you these notes because we want you truly to get a grip on your business and take it to the next level. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.